What up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards, live from live from my parents' kitchen on this beautiful October the first, two thousand and twenty. We are finally winding down towards the end of the year. We are coming into the last three months of this year. So please make sure that you're staying prayed up. Please make sure that you go out to vote. I cannot I cannot stress this enough, especially after the presidential debate that we saw two days ago. Oh, I, can, I cannot emphasize it enough that we have got to go out and vote. We've got to be proactive towards the end of this year. Save, give, love. And stay healthy. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into episode 20 of Joshua's Proximity. So last night, I don't know if it feels like it to y'all, but to me it still feels like the Lakers have another series to play. Last night they were just totally dominant and on all facets of the game. They won the game 116-98. Anthony Davis finished with the game high, 34 points. Nine rebounds, five assists. LeBron James was one assist away from a triple-double at 25-13-9. Contavious Caldwell Pope gave you some quality points. Even Danny Green was on fire last night. But I want to highlight something. So if most of you don't know, I am engaged. And my, <laughs> my fiance, she is taller than me. I pray that our kids have her height. But the Heat are extremely small. You got their center, Bam Adebayo, who is the same size as LeBron James height-wise, but LeBron James outweighs him. Now, Bam Adebayo, he has to check Dwight Howard. He has to check Anthony Davis. And if you look at the rebounding statistics from last night's game, the leading rebounder on the Heat, was Andre Iguodala at five and Kendrick Nunn at five. That's a point guard. And then you can say Andre's a small forward, but, you know, he kind of moves around. So your point guard and your small forward is leading in rebounds. Bam Adebayo, four rebounds. Jimmy Butler, two rebounds. Jay Crowder, two rebounds. Duncan Robinson, four rebounds, zero points. He's a liability out there. Man, the Lakers kept putting Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson in the pick and roll, and it was working like, <laughs> like white on rice. It was just going left and right, left and right. They're putting them in a the position to where they have to be active defensively. The zone last night, you know, it works against Giannis Antetokounmpo because as I've stated on this podcast and so many other episodes, he's overrated. But when you got like LeBron, when you got a guy like LeBron James, a guy like Anthony Davis who both can see the entire floor, who can shoot from the outside, who can drive and get into the lane. Oh, man, this, this, this series might be over in, in four games. I mean, they won by 18 points, and it was easy. Goran Dragic and Bam are both listed as doubtful. So, you know, Jimmy Butler, he said that he guarantees a win tomorrow. Man, y'all got to stop guaranteeing these wins against LeBron James, man. You had Chuck predicting the Trailblazers to sweep the Lakers. Like, come on, man. Y'all got to stop stop betting against LeBron James, man. I got the Lakers in five. Um, I believe that the, the Heat can at least pull out one game. But last night, they're not going to win the they're not going to win the rebound battle. The only way that the Miami Heat can steal one or two games is as if they outshoot the Lakers from the three-point line. 
That's the only way. Duncan Robinson, you're going to have to give more points than zero points. You got the same amount of points as me, and I'm watching from, from the TV. Tyler Hero, you know, I was listening to sports shows today. I really believe that the Heat go as far as he goes. He's got to give you more. <laughs> I mean, it's just that simple. I know he's 20 years old. He's younger than me, and he's younger than my listeners probably. But we're going to need more, man. If the Heat expect to win at least one game, those two guys got to step up big time. Jimmy Butler, he rolled his ankles. Ah, man, it's – I said the Lakers in five. I got the Lakers with a sweep, man. I'm sorry, man. They have two of the top five players in the world. LeBron James and Anthony Davis right now are both competing for a finals MVP. Lakers in four. I got it written in my notebook right here that Lakers was going to win in five. But they're, they, they – they're just too outmatched. They're just too outmatched. Well, since we're on basketball, and since we're talking about LeBron James, why does Kyrie continue to take shots at LeBron James? I'm going to read you the quote what he said verbatim. He said, he felt like he was the best option down the stretch. He also said for the first time in his career, he can look down and say that that mother effer can hit that shot too. Excuse me? I'm sorry, before LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, you only had the number one overall pick back-to-back years. You only drafted Anthony Bennett. You only drafted Andrew Wiggins. Come on, what is he talking about? He's, he felt like he has been the best option. What? You know, a lot of people always say that uh, LeBron James deferred to Kyrie in the NBA Finals, which he did. He, he gave him the opportunity to hit that shot in Game 7. But let's not forget who hit the three to tie the game up. Let's not forget in the playoffs against the Bulls when he hit the game winner over Jimmy Butler. What are we talking about? He had Kevin Love on his team? Come on, man. If you even look at the stats from, from 2016 to the time that Kyrie left in the fourth quarter, of the entire playoffs, LeBron leads him in every category, scoring-wise. What is he talking about? Clutch points? LeBron James, it's not even close. Come on, Kyrie Irving, you're feeling yourself a little too much, bro. You know, you went to Boston, you, you flushed that opportunity down the toilet, you quit in Brooklyn. I called you a quitter on my first episode. You're a quitter, bro. You quit. You quit on the Cavs. You quit on the, the Celtics. KD, I wouldn't be surprised if you quit on you in Brooklyn. That's just who Kyrie is. He's a terrible teammate. Talking about some, you felt like for the first time in your career that that mother effort can hit that shot too. Excuse me? LeBron James leads everybody in the entire history in clutch time points. Michael Jordan, he has more clutch points than Michael Jordan. He has, my, he has more clutch points than the great, late Kobe Bean Bryant. What is he talking about? Come on, man, Kyrie, you're a clown, bro. He's just looking to make a headline at this point. I'm not surprised. That's just who Kyrie Irving is. Man, let me go ahead and switch it, man, because it's, it's NFL time. You know, the playoffs are starting to wind down. Nobody really wants to hear from Kyrie. Kyrie, you're irrelevant, and it's like the only opportunity for you to make a headline. It's when you're taking shots at LeBron James. Come on, man. You're a clown, bro. 
But let me go ahead and switch it, man, because we got some football on this week. We got some football on tonight between the Broncos and the Jets. Let me go ahead, before I get to the games of this week, I'm going to go ahead and and give you my power rankings uh, for, for this upcoming week four of the NFL season. So last week, I'm going to read my top 10 teams. Last week, my power rankings went as this. Number 10 was the Oakland Raiders. Number nine was the New Orleans Saints. Eight Cardinals. Seven Patriots. Six Rams. Five Bills. Four the Packers. Three the Seahawks. Two the Chiefs. And one the Ravens. Now, after this past Monday's night football game between the the Chiefs and the Ravens, it left a really sour taste in my mouth. Um, are the Ravens really legit? I mean, when you look at the playoffs, when they play the Tennessee Titans and they go down 10 points, they were a pretty average team. So when you fast forward it a couple months later into the beginning of this, this season, they play the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs go up 27-10, and the Ravens, they can't come back. Huh? I don't know how legit the Ravens are, man. I think the recipe, I think the whole jury's out on the Ravens. When you look at when they play the Titans, when you look at they, when they play the Chiefs, if they're up 10, they're 0-5. So if you go up by double digits, you're winning that game. The Ravens, uh, they, they, they don't have any weapons on the outside. Let's be real. Willie Sneed is their true number one. And they have catered their offense to Lamar Jackson. But they have got to open up the playbook, man. That was down 27-10, and they're still in a pistol formation running the football. Uh, hello, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, half a billion quarterback, half a billion dollar quarterback, with the weapons like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, a play caller in Andy Reid. Man, the Ravens. Ah, man. And you're going you're gonna to see where they fall on my top ten. But the Ravens, man, their defense is amazing. Don't get me wrong. But they have a lot of holes on the offense and as far as their play calling that they have got to go to because when they're behind 10, they're a pretty average team. So let me go ahead and read my top 10 power rankings of week four in the NFL season. So the Cardinals lost last week. So I got the Cardinals at number 10, the undefeated Tennessee Titans number nine. The Rams fall two slots back because – they lost to the Bills. So I got the Rams at eight. Number seven is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Number six is the New England Patriots. They're playing really good football. Number five is the Baltimore Ravens. Last week I had them at number one, but I didn't like what I saw on Monday night football. When they're behind 10, they struggle. They're 0-5. They're like 0-10, one trailing by more than 10 points. So, yeah, the Ravens are number five. Number four is the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are legit. I don't know who needs to hear this, but the Bills are legit. Number three is the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson right now, between him and Patrick Mahomes, front running for MVP, off gate. I don't think anybody's playing any uh, better football right now than Russell Wilson. Seahawks number three. Number two is the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers looks great. He looks midseason form. Um, I didn't like what I saw out of their running game when they played the New Orleans Saints. But when you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't even matter. And number one is the Kansas City Chiefs. 
if you didn't look at the game and you just looked at the score, you would think that it was a really competitive game. But it wasn't. The only reason why the Ravens scored 10 in the first half is because of a uh, kickoff return. So if you really be honest, they only put up three points in the first half offensive-wise. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they have they have a chokehold over their entire NFL. And I cannot wait till they play the New England Patriots uh, this week. So the Kansas City Chiefs, number one. Green Bay Packers, number two. Seattle Seahawks, number three. The Buffalo Bills, number four. The Baltimore Ravens, number five. New England Patriots, number six. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number seven. The Los Angeles Rams, number eight. Tennessee Titans, nine. And Arizona Cardinals, number 10. So I know I was talking about uh, who I'm going to pick this week coming up. So let me go ahead and start with tonight's game between the Broncos and the Jets. For some reason, I'm feeling the Jets. (laughs) Now, I know that Adam Gaze is, is not the coach of the future. I know they have an old running back in Frank Gore. But I'm going to Jets tonight versus the Broncos. I feel like the Jets are they they got to get some type of momentum, especially getting Le'Veon Bell possibly next week. I got the Jets winning tonight. Saints versus the Lions. I think the Saints will bounce back and crack my top ten on next week. So I got the Saints over the Lions. Chargers versus the Bucks. Oh, they playing in Tampa Bay. Ooh, if the pass rush of the Chargers can get to the Tampa Bay Bucks. It's going to be a long day for Tom Brady, but I got the Bucks easy. The Jags versus Bengal. <laughs> Only reason why I'm choosing the Jaguars is because Gardner Minshew let me down last week in fantasy fo- football. Luckily, I didn't need them, but I believe that they'll bounce back. I got the Jags over the Bengals. Vikings versus Texans. I kind of teeter-tottered on this game, but I still feel like the Texans are, are missing a wide receiver component. You know, ever since they left DeAndre Hopkins go. So, got the Vikings over the Texans. Seattle Seahawks versus the Dolphins. Come on, man. Seattle easy. Steelers versus Titans. I got the Titans. I'm not a fan in Big Ben. I'm not a fan in their offense. Oh, my, I'm sorry. That game got go. That game got postponed. So, eh, scratch that out. The Browns versus Cowboys. I got the Cowboys. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Browns light up. The Cowboys secondary, but I believe that the Cowboys will will run the ball heavy this week. I believe I believe that they will feed Zeke, and I'm looking for Ceedee Lamb to have at least get his first NFL touchdown this week. So I got the Cowboys over the Browns, Cardinals Cardinals versus the Panthers. I told you I really wanted the Panthers to start 0 six so that they can understand that Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy. So I got the Cardinals, even though. The Panthers won last week. Got the Cardinals over the Panthers. Colts versus Bears. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of the undefeated Bears right now. Um, I'm glad that they did switch Mitchell Trubisky versus Nick Foles. And for that alone, I'm choosing the Bears over the Colts. Ravens versus Washington. Come on, man. Ravens, easy. Giants versus the Rams. Come on, man. It's just certain games that you already know. Rams, easy. The Patriots versus the Chiefs, 425. Sunday evening game. Ooh, I got the Chiefs, man, and the nail-biter. They're playing in Kansas City. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if Cam comes back and lights it up. I believe this game right here can be a make-or-break game for Cam Newton. And this this also can 
highlight uh, uh, highlight how much respect he needs, and this could also you know throw him into the MVP discussion. But I like the Chiefs. I just believe that they have too much firepower for the New England Patriots. Bills versus Raiders. The Raiders got Molly Watt by the the Pats. So and now I'm going with the Bills. Eagles versus 49ers. Um, the 49ers have a lot of injuries. Carson Wentz. He's got to get a win, man, because I'm not too sure how much longer he has before he ends up getting replaced by Jalen Hurts. So with that being said, I got the Eagles over the 49ers. Falcons versus Packers. Man, I don't know how Dan Quinn still has a job, man. <laughs> the Falcons, they might get an early lead, but you know they're going to blow it. So with that being said, I got the Packers, man. So that really concludes episode 20 of Joshua's Proximity. Thank you for checking in. I'm not sure if I want to do a raffle this episode. Just stay tuned. Um, Joshua's Proximity, episode 20. Thank you.